Hello, friends. How's your Monday going? Good? Exciting? Great? Well, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're watching from or catching up from. Happy Monday, Angie. Hello from Junction City, Kansas, Lisa. Yes, that's exciting. Just knowing you're right down the street. It's nice. Uh, okay. We uh, we just finished our annual conference yesterday, and wow, what a weekend it was. Um, in the the run up to it, just seemed like it just went by so fast, and so I was uh, really excited to just be able to to sit in the moment, be present this weekend, and, and I was able to do that, but. It just went by so fast. It was, it was jam packed and so much happening all over the place. It was fun to be able to at times just sit back and and uh, watching people interact or or just hearing uh, conversations uh, about what Jesus is doing uh, with them, what they've seen. It was just so much fun. Uh, but it just flew by so quickly. And it is interesting because Saturday we were, we were at the church for a long time, a lot of hours, but it just, just seemed to fly by. And so I'm already excited and looking forward to next year. Um, we're going to get a date for next year set quick and get it out and uh, then fill in details later. But we at least want to get dates locked in. And get them out so uh, more people that wanted to attend uh, this year will have more time to prepare and plan for next year because we know there are some people that want to to come from great distances. So uh, we're we're really excited for that, and it, it's going to be fun over the next few days to really just kind of uh, sit with Holy Spirit and look back on this weekend and, and just tease out every little thing he wants to highlight and and be able to capture those stories so we can can share those with you and and enjoy uh what jesus is doing together so it's going to be a lot of fun over the next few days to do that um so it was it was it was a great weekend and uh it was exciting to have people come in and, and be able to meet some new people and uh, see people that uh, in person that I haven't seen in a while. So, all right. Um, it, it's, it's funny when uh, we schedule these broadcasts, there are times where um, you'll see captions. If you, if you look at the captions uh, either on, on Facebook for that event that comes up uh, when that post and we've scheduled these, these broadcasts or, or look at the caption on YouTube, you may see something that says, hey, join in on the conversation. Yes, we want you to join in on the conversation. Comment so we can we can interact and have a discussion and, and some back and forth with that. Uh, but at the same time, that likely means we have no idea what it is we're going to talk about when we get on here. We want to just schedule those. Uh, yeah, the secret is out. We want to just schedule those so that um, it it. Uh, pushes us to to say we've committed. We're going to be on here. We're going to we're going to get on and see what Holy Spirit has to say. 
And so, hi, Emery. Yes, Lisa, unedited. It, it does happen like that sometimes. And so um, we we will schedule these things and you'll see some short generic caption. And that just means we'll figure it out. Holy Spirit's going to come up with something. We'll figure it out later. And so this morning, um, when I, I sat up out of bed, the, the first things I heard were no compromise and radical obedience. And so uh, right then I knew that's what uh, Holy Spirit wanted me to talk about this morning. And so uh, I'm going to jump into that. I'm going to read out of Matthew 5. And it's going to. Uh, for a lot of this, I'm just going to read kind of straight through uh, and and we'll we'll talk about it afterwards. And I'm going to start in uh, Matthew 5. We're going to start at verse 11, uh, just because I, I love uh, all of the things that, that Jesus is laying out here in all the, the blessed are. Uh, but this, this last one, he says, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. When, when, when people just come at you uh, because of, of Jesus, because of the stance you're making for him, you should rejoice and be glad about that. Uh, if, if you've done or said something where you're sticking your own foot in your mouth, well, that's on you. You should probably apologize for that. However, when you are making that stand for Jesus and people are coming against you and they're lying about you and just making stuff up, rejoice and be glad. Your reward in heaven is great. And this is this is one of those lines right up front where we are not to be compromised here. If people are, are are lying about us, saying all types of things, persecuting you, which our understanding in, in the Western society uh, of persecution is not, let's just, just call it not fully developed. We'll just say that because we don't really know what real persecution is. Uh, and, and so our, our line here is not to grumble and complain, but to rejoice to be glad about these things because uh, we know that we are expanding the kingdom here. And so that's what I wanted to talk about right up front. I, I want you to be able to see that uh, when, as we get into these other things and, and Jesus starts to get really, uh, we could say harsh, uh, really serious uh, about certain things and, uh, we have to be able to look at these other things as well and say, okay, this is a line of no compromise as well. We can't be uh, tolerating grumbling and complaining uh, in, in the face of, uh, of what we consider persecution or, or even uh, uh, more uh, dire persecution. Uh, when, when people are lying about us, we don't have to come to our own defense. Jesus is our defender. We can, we can rejoice and be like, man, I, I can see that this is this is expanding the kingdom. 
And so I'm going to be happy. I'm going to celebrate. Okay. Let's let's get on into the uh, into the rest of this. Uh, we'll start in verse 13 now. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you, that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your offering. Make friends quickly with your opponent at law while you are with him on the way so that your opponent may not hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Truly I say to you, you will not come out of there until you have paid up the last cent. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it from you. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. If your right hand makes you stumble, cut it off and throw it from you. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It was said, whoever sends his wife away, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except for the reason of unchastity, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you make an oath by your head. For you cannot make one hair white or black, but let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything beyond these is of evil. 
you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat also. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Very interesting to me in in light of, of what we have been uh, looking at this entire year so far in looking at the word for 2023, where um, in it, it, it says, I am bonding. God is saying, I am bonding my body. You, me, all of us, he's bonding together as his body. Those of us that are believers, he's bonding us together. Not over just anything over life abundantly, over great grace, justice, and truth. Hold the line of conviction, break the back of tolerance, and continue to echo no compromise. And, and later in this uh, uh, section, he, he says, uh, this, this is what I'm saying. Yours is to hold the line of no compromise and continue to feed the fire. Ours is the line to hold of no compromise. And when you look at everything Jesus is laying out there, it, it really is, there is no room for compromise. He is, he's got us in, in a space right now of, of being so tightly wrapped. There is no physical space to be in compromise. We have to be very serious about what it is we are tolerating in our own lives, what it is we are uh, uh, tolerating. If you are leading an organization, I don't care if it's a ministry, I don't care if it's a business, what you are tolerating will will gain a foothold. And, and, and I've talked about this numerous times, that that path of compromise where you start by tolerating something. You're, you're, you're not saying anything just very passive. It's just happening over here, but you're not taking any stand against it. And that leads to uh, um, a demand on a, on you, on us to affirm something. And even if we don't believe it uh, and, and there is pressure to, to affirm something that uh, isn't in line with, with scripture, isn't in line with what uh, God is telling us where he's taking us. Uh, but there, there is a, a demand there. If we compromise even further, we will affirm something. Uh, we will affirm some sin. 
and and that still uh, goes further. And now you have to say, okay, well, I'm going to accept this behavior around me. When you're affirming something, it's still over there, still not right necessarily right up in your face. But you're you're passively saying, okay, that's okay for you. But now you're accepting it and saying, okay, now it's okay for me. You may not have 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 uh, started to commit that sin or or uh, really taken hold of it yet, but now you're saying, okay, it was okay for you. Now it's okay for me. I, I, I'm accepting of this thing, and that is it's further uh, steeping us in compromise and, and taking taking us away, taking our focus away from Jesus. And that last step in that that path of compromise is adoption where you now adopt that that sin into your life or or that compromise whatever it is and and so you go from tolerance all the way through to adoption and this is this there is no room for that there is no room for compromise ours is the line to hold the line of conviction to break the back of tolerance right from the very start right from the very start we should be breaking the back of tolerance and holding that line of no compromise. If it gets beyond tolerance, it gets harder and harder and harder to break the compromise. It's not impossible. It can certainly be done. Just look at the life of Paul. How compromised was he against Jesus, against what God was doing with his very own son on the earth? He was out. Saul at the time was out killing people because of their belief in Jesus. And he had a quick turnaround and was able to come out of his compromise. But he had to go blind for a few days to to get there. That's pretty extreme. And so you can see how difficult it is to, to come back once we get beyond simply tolerating that passive act of toleration. So breaking the back of tolerance is, is got to be uh, uh, something you're, you're looking at right away. Compromise has no space in where God is taking us right now. There's just absolutely no room for it. And up front, I said, we are uh, uh, the two things that God spoke to me this morning when I when I got up out of bed was uh, uh, no compromise and radical obedience. One of our boundary lines is radical obedience, and and we've talked about this uh, before on on these broadcasts. Uh, but I want to read it to you. Radical obedience, and, and we define that the, these behaviors; these are things that. Um, the, the people of unedited life, these are, are the way you will see us interact with one another, with other people. These, these are, are, are the boundary lines that God has established for us to, to help guide what it is that we do. And so one of those, uh, uh, let me back up some more. You could look at these like, you know, organizations have values and, and the things that they value. But often there's no uh, definition that goes along with that. What does it look like for a, a value to be acted out? What, uh, how, how am I going to behave 
to say that, yes, this is something I actually value. And you can see that. And so um, it's in the comments there. Uh, Radical obedience, recognizing personal flaws and brokenness and choosing obedience anyways. We will agree with whom God says we are and live fully. I I can't say that that's true. I can't say that I, I am in full agreement with who God says I am. And there is absolutely no way for me to live fully in that and, and in the gifts that he's, he's given to me to use, to sharpen the body, to uh, uh, the, his body and, and build up and, and equip people. If I have compromise, if, if I'm compromised in, in life in any way, if I'm I'm tolerating compromise in the people that are within my metron, those that um, I, I am sharpening, that I'm there to sharpen, then then I can't say that I'm being radically obedient. Radical obedience is just something that goes hand in hand with holding that line of conviction, with with stepping up to what it is that he says is my part to hold that line of conviction, no compromise, no compromise. And, and and we are talking from the littlest things on up to the great big things, because I I don't know how I'm going to get opportunity from God for the great big things to be radically obedient, to not compromise in the big things. If I can't even, Uh, break the back of tolerance of little things, the very smallest of things. If, if that isn't a part of who I am, I'm going to have a more difficult time. And, and I think it is, is so vitally important for us to uh, look at radical obedience and, 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 and say, am I being radically obedient to, to the call of God in this? <laughs> the, the smallest of, of tolerance is going to creep in and it's going to grow. And, and we have seen this over and over again. When that is allowed to happen, what ultimately follows is, is a, a distance starts to be created between people in the body, Uh, a a separation starts to to creep in. And then, then people start to use their imaginations. You hear Angie talk about this. They use their imaginations in the wrong way because they allow narratives to start coming up. And you, you always want to uh, examine the narratives that are going on in your head. Are these things true? Has this actually even happened yet? Is this scenario that I've built up and, and walk through all of the conversations, even based in reality? Has it actually happened? Likely not. But you, you can see that that just the smallest thing, just the smallest bit of tolerance of, of sin, of compromise creeping in, starts to drive this wedge in there. And, and people are going to react differently to this. And, and common ones that you see is they're going to take offense. And, and then they're going to they're going to point the finger at somebody else and say, you did this, you did that. And, and they're going to hold a lie against somebody 
and they are going to build a narrative about that person. They are going to share that story with other people, and it's going to become more and more cemented in the heart. The other way is, is just to go silent, put a mask up and, and just totally check out and not be there at all. This is, this is why right now, this is so important for us to take hold of. To, to look at any little bit of tolerance that is has been going on around us and to break the back of that thing. We're not going to be able to walk in holiness. We're not even going to be able to have right reverence for God if we're if we're tolerating even small things. I, I mean, we, we look at this story that we just read out of Matthew 5. All the things that Jesus is saying, You've, you've heard it said if that you were told, do not murder. But if you're angry, it's the same thing. If you get angry with somebody, if you, if you look at somebody with lust, you've already committed adultery. Well, that's, that's pretty severe. There's no room for tolerance there, right? If, if, if my eye looks and I have a thought, that's, that's sin. I haven't actually committed anything, but I, I've had passive action go on inside my head. I, I'm already starting to tolerate something. You can see why this is getting really severe and, and, no, Jesus doesn't want you to physically, you know, scoop your eye out with a spoon. Yeah, it's it's graphic, but I, I mean, do you really think about this? What what does that actually look like when he says that? Or does it look like, oh my gosh, I need him right here in this moment. I can't rely on uh, what I did a couple hours ago, the conversation I had with him early in the morning. I need you now. I, I can't have this tolerance of whatever this thing is right here. What are we going to do about it? Great. Have that conversation with Holy Spirit. You're going to get an answer. It's not just going to leave you out there. there hanging to dry. Right this very moment. Stop. As soon as Holy Spirit identifies tolerance, as soon as you see that there is compromise trying to creep its way in, that's that's the, the very moment radical obedience comes into play. And you run to the Father and say, this is what's going on. I need you right now. And there's there's there is never a time that you are are, are going to to need him and he is not going to be there. There there is never a point where you're going to to turn your head and not be able to see him. 
I can look over here and there he is. I can turn and there he is. Don't forget that. And don't let uh, uh, whispering lies tell you that there's a separation there between you and the father. Don't let that happen because it is a lie. If there is, if there is any perceived uh, distance between you and God, it exists between your ears and your between your ears only. That is, is tolerating something. That is a compromise right there to even believe that. R regardless of, of what your subjective experience is telling you, the objective truth of the matter of, of reality is, is that he's right there. You are now the temple that houses his spirit. You can't get away from him. You can try. Good luck. He's going to pull you back in. He's going to, he's going to chase you down and tackle you. We have in unedited life declarations that we we make every year and things that we expect to see. We we put we put expectancy on on everything. We can't always articulate what the expectancy is, but there is an expectation associated with everything that we're doing. Uh, we have long looked at uh, uh, the saying that says you tend to experience what you expect. And, and time and time again, that has, that has been true for us. We, we have come into the experience of our expectancy. And, and there are times where we don't want to articulate expectancy because we know God is going to show up even bigger than what it is we, we uh, expect. And those those are always really uh, uh, fun and interesting times to just sit back and and kind of like feel like your face is getting melted off because uh, it, it expectancy that you held going into something was just so far surpassed. And, and so we we make declarations every year, and I, I think it's important to to declare things over your life and you, and you don't have to make the declaration that it's a declaration, even though we, we like to do that um, to build up some confidence and, and get things going. I declare that. No, just say the thing. Get in your, get in your power pose. If you need to stand up, put your hands on your hips. Yes. Superman it, whatever it is you got to do be bold in making declarations. And so uh, I, I want to share one of, of unedited life's declarations with you uh, for 2023. And uh, what we have found is uh, a lot of the declarations that we make over one year, well, they, yeah, well, while they are, are fitting for what God is releasing uh, to us through that year, they actually, <clears throat> excuse me, they actually extend on well beyond that. And, and, and I think this is one that probably will as well. And, and so um, this, this is what it is. It says, I am being delivered from bonds, trappings, and vices to hold the line of conviction. 
I was made to break the back of tolerance and to echo heaven's anthem of no compromise, to stand in the holy and righteous call for the sons and daughters of glory to take their rightful place. That is powerful. That speaks to, to someone who is, is understanding that to carry holiness and righteousness, I was made to carry those things. I was not made to carry compromise. I was not made to, to tolerate lesser things that are not of the kingdom. I, I, am, I am being delivered from those things. And, and it, it, if it's not something that I, I've been holding on to that I need deliverance from, well, if something comes up later, I can be delivered right out from that. I don't even have to, I don't even have to feel the chains of it. I don't, I don't have to feel the, the bonds wrapping me up. I was made to break the back of tolerance. I was made for that. Take this. Make it your own. Declare it over yourself. I, I, I firmly believe these aren't just uh, things for us as, as an organization, uh, as unedited life. I, I think this is for everyone. Truly, truly believe that. Take this. Declare it over yourself. Stand tall. Say this out loud. Put, put the air on notice. Put the unseen realm on notice of who you are. Put the unseen realm on notice. Put, put the seen realm on notice. Put everyone around you on notice. That I am going to hold the line of no compromise. That I will break the back of tolerance immediately. I was made to do that. I will not tolerate anything, anything that isn't of the kingdom. If, if God places something on my heart that is seen as tolerance, I am not going to stand there and allow it to continue. It's a bold statement. Yes. I, I hope each of you this week take an opportunity with Holy Spirit to do a critical examination of, of yourself to see if there is, is tolerance that's going on that's compromising you. And immediately upon that, do a, a critical examination of your sphere of influence and, and seeing what tolerance is taking place. Don't run out and try to make changes immediately. Continue to sit with Holy Spirit and, and ask, what's deeper behind that? What is deeper behind the tolerance and compromise? There is, a, there is another piece of this word that, that God released to us for 2023 that says, uh, uh, will you sit long enough to build something more than a house of cards? Will you sit and listen long enough? I think that's very important in this. 
we, we can't just run off, you know, half cocked and, and say, oh, this is this is tolerance. Uh, we got, we got to like break this off. Well, there may be a, another layer to that that needs to be revealed. But you're going to have to sit long enough to hear that. And you're going to have to ask, what else is it you want to reveal to me? Holy Spirit, I, I'm, I'm open to what it is. Regardless of how painful it is to look at what's sitting behind this. Because to develop a strategy to deal with tolerance, to deal with compromise, it, it can't just be a, a surface level uh, a layer of revelation that we are are looking at to to be able to to break that open. I mean, the the analogy of, of peeling an onion open is just so fitting when you start to to look at these things. It is it is the the most basic and simple analogy that we can look at that is uh, uh, completely revelatory to this conversation. That that first surface layer, it's so thin, it's so delicate, but there there may be more that needs to be peeled back. And, and the deeper you get on that, the the thicker those those layers are the more substance there is to them. The, the more you get into it, the more it can burn your eyes to continue to, to get into. We've got to do that. We've got to be able to, to sit long enough to say, what else do you have for me? What else do I need to see before I go out? Make no mistake, you hold solutions. You are a solution. But get a get the full picture of what it is he's wanting to show you before you go out to take action. And I'm not saying this is a long process because I don't want you to, to use this as an excuse not to take action. At, at any point along this, this peeling back of the layers in this conversation, he's going to tell you to go. And you need to get up and go. You need to get up and go take action at that point. Yes, sit as long as it takes. But the moment, the moment he tells you to go and take action, do so. If you're unsure of what the action is, bring somebody else in. But, but if you're feeling the twins, to that, that little just spark of something to, to take action on, but you're like, oh, I still have questions, whatever, just go do it anyways. That's radical obedience. Our own uh, emotions and, and ideas and, and thoughts can hinder us from taking the action that he's, he's showing us to take. You, you could see the father reacting to someone with compassion. And you can hear the words that he's speaking to them that he wants to say through you. But your, your uncertainty uh, because of, of natural sight can hinder that. And so then we want to sit. We don't want to take action. 
sit long enough, hear what it is that he wants to, to give to you what it is he wants to reveal to you, but go act upon it afterwards. Okay. I'm going to stop rambling now. Let's pray real quick. Father, I thank you so much that, that you have given us the line of conviction to hold of no compromise, to not tolerate compromise. I thank you for the tight space that you have us in where there isn't room for it. There's just no room in, in it for, for what you're calling us to. There's no room for that. With what's going on here on your footstool, there's no room for compromise, for tolerance within the body. I, I am excited, it, it, just overjoyed at what it is you're going to do through us. Just ecstatic for this opportunity. And I, I declare over us that we are made to break the back of tolerance, to echo heaven's anthem of no compromise, to stand in the holy and righteous call for the sons and daughters of glory to take their rightful place. We know that all of creation is just aching for us to stand up, fully believe who it is we are, and fully act from that belief. They're waiting for us to put our faith into action. I thank you for this opportunity that we have right now to do that. Declare boldness and courage over everyone listening today. And I hope that you feel, I hope that each of you feel this, this tight space that, that God has us in to not compromise, to not tolerate anything. Jesus, we're just so grateful, so thankful for everything you've done for us. For the defense that you, you give us in, in persecution and lies. For the provision you give us so that we know needs are taken care of. And we can, in, in confidence and without fear, step into what it is that you're calling us. to step into who it is that you say we are. To step into the, the life that it is that you've called us into. In Jesus' name, amen.
All right. I love you all. Have a great week. Bye.